Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. Blessed Carlo Acutis uh, is the only millennial, apparently, to be beatified, and uh, he was known for his extraordinary love for the Eucharist. And as we approach the feast of Corpus Christi, EWTN is sharing some special programming about the boy's life. Doug Keck joins me now, President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN. Doug, good to have you here again. Always great to be on your show, Al. Thanks. This, uh, so... Blessed Carlo Acutis, the only millennial to be beatified. He died, I guess, at the age of 15 from leukemia. Tell me a, a little bit about EW, what EW10 is doing in particular, but also I'm interested generally in his life. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, from our side, uh, obviously we were aware of him. And actually, somebody came to us a while ago and said they were very interested in him. And had we done anything particularly on him, and we hadn't, we had acquired some other programs. And so thanks to this uh, benefactor, we were able to uh, have a wonderful program produced that actually uh, was featured in the Gabriel Awards as well, uh, I Am With You, that was produced by the same team that we worked with on the Mother Cabrini movie. They did that during the COVID uh, crisis and able to put together a wonderful, wonderful uh, documentary. And that's one of six different programs that we're running all this week long as wow. part of our Carlo Acutis week. And again, this is perfect for Mother Angelica. You've got, you know, Eucharistic adoration. Yep. The real presence is totally central to this young man's life. Uh, and so it's a perfect fit for EWTN. We're thrilled to be able to feature it because, again, we all talk about reaching out to the youth and young people. And in a world where, uh, you know, religion isn't particularly in vogue. Uh, he's a very, very interesting personality. Yeah. I, I've i been reading just a little bit on him, and I agree. He it, He's a fascinating young man. It seems to be that uh, he had uh, kind of a maturity uh, far exceeding his years. Um, do you know uh, how long he suffered with uh, that leukemia? I really don't. I'm. I'm really can't say yeah. that I'm that up on his exact personal life outside of, you know, uh, viewing some of the material obviously that we're featuring on him. But I just think it's interesting that you said that somebody who had such a supernatural sense yeah. uh, of the importance of the Eucharist and the real presence in Eucharistic miracles would come across as somebody who has this level of understanding that surpasses all understanding in a lot of ways. Yeah. And in some ways, maybe because of the, the nature of his life always going to be cut short, uh, there was maybe, uh, you know, underneath it all, uh, that push for him to achieve this while he was still here. Yeah, yeah. In fact, here's a little clip from uh, EWTN Vaticano. Uh, that ha is, uh, has his mother, uh, you yes. can hear her in translation. It's a very short, about 30 seconds, but it, I heard it this morning, and I thought, if we can pull this out, it, it, people should hear this. Let's go ahead, uh, Matthew. Antonia Salzano, Carlo's mother, testifies that for Carlo, even the news of his own death was a source of joy. Carlo, Carlo, when they told him that he had leukemia, that it was a disease that he could even die of. He smiled and said, The Lord gave me a beautiful alarm clock, as if to say, My time has come. Then he said, I'm not coming out of this alive, but Mum, I will give you many signs, don't worry. 
I mean, that, <laughs> the Lord has given me a beautiful alarm clock. So right. He knows that his time is limited, and uh, he promised to give his mother uh, various signs. Um, I mean, that you don't see uh, you, you don't see many people uh, taking a death pronouncement uh, in in stride like that. Well, again, I think that's because of the nature of the strength of his faith, which was probably you know, there from his mom and his upbringing, but probably made more and more personified in him and strengthened in him because of his looking into uh, the Eucharistic miracles and focusing on adoration. The great line he talked about with Eucharistic adoration is people who put themselves before the sun get tanned. People who put themselves before the Eucharist become saints. Um, of course, they're putting themselves in front of the sun, except it's a different spelling, uh, and, and you're still getting that. So here's somebody who saw the truth and what was really important in life, focused on it, and uh, and maybe because he was willing to, as our Lord said, you know, pick up his cross, he was, saw what it was, he picked it up, he went ahead anyway. Those are the ones our Lord will reward. Yeah. Uh, you have, um, can you uh, tick off for me the particular programs that you're, you have lined up this week? This is, this is really a lead up into the Feast of Corpus Christi, right? Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's rolling into that, and obviously we have the, the, the procession from Hansville that everybody looks forward to for Corpus Christi. There's the Vaticano program. Um, that was Alan Holdren's voice you heard. Okay. Uh, great guy in, in Rome for us. Uh, and that's the Vaticano show, which uh, is airing this week. I know it's going to be on at uh, on Thursday, June third at six thirty p.m. I am with you. Uh, we'll be on today at uh, five thirty p.m. People should look for that. That's a really, really good documentary. Another one is Blessed Carlo Acutis from London to the World. That is airing on Wednesday, and then A Journey with Carlo is airing on Wednesday. Signs, which has to do with Eucharistic miracles and an examination of five Eucharistic miracles based on research, as you were mentioning, Al, conducted by Carlo Acutis wow. prior to his death. And that's actually a one-hour documentary special. That's on Wednesday, June 2nd at 10 p.m., and then also on sun, uh, Saturday, I should say. And then finally, My Highway to Heaven, Carlo Acutis, and the Eucharist airs 6 p.m. Eastern on Saturday June 5th. So go to EW10.com, uh, go to our, our website dedicated to this. Uh, it really is a beautiful uh, testament to the faith and, and certainly would be something maybe for parents or grandparents to maybe point out to, uh, to their millennials or are those still in college or in high school these days. Yeah, yeah. Now this is, it's, it's, again, it's an absolutely beautiful uh, story. And I, he died, what I think, was it 2006, I think is what mm -hmm. I have here. So, I mean, not very long ago. Uh, and the, he's, he's attracted a, a good deal of attention. And I'm uh, wondering, uh, you know, the um, uh, 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 Giorgio Frassati used to be right. the, the one we'd point to for younger people. But it looks like uh, Carlo has become the, uh, the, the most recent uh, embodiment of faithful youth. Right. He's like the 21st century version because he's all tech. Yeah. Uh, he was all involved with high tech and dealing with computers and things like that, dealing on the Internet. So somebody who's that much more relatable even 
um, you know, as we move forward, those people relate to different people at different times. And uh, there's a sense uh, for younger people, certainly with somebody like him, that, uh, you know, he understands my life maybe better than somebody who lived 100 years ago. You know, it's amazing uh, the insight he had into the, the nature of the Eucharist, and obviously he conformed his life to it as well. And it's, it's uh, you know, just we had this Pew study a few years ago, and mm-hmm. I know EWTN has done some uh, studies right. of Catholic attitudes towards the Eucharist, and uh, they're discouraging. Uh, you know, what the number of American Catholics who simply— uh, either don't know or they reject uh, the Church's teaching right. that uh, in uh, the Eucharist we actually encounter uh, Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity. Uh, and when you see somebody like uh, Blessed Carlo and you can c- contrast in his, at his age with the terrible uh, statistics we have here for mm-hmm. American Catholics, you wonder, you know, what what can we do to kind of, if you wish, bottle this thing up and, <laughs> right. and spread it around? <laughs> <laughs> right, that's a good way of putting it. Well, I think, unfortunately, um, in an effort to play up different aspects and misunderstandings of post-Vatican II and the, you know, the meal aspect and things like that, I, I think there was uh, sort of intentionally by some unintentional by the vast majority of effectively downplaying the focus on the real presence and and the sacrificial aspect of the mass and i think in many cases the reason that the younger people and people you know from the even baby boomers on don't have as great a sense of it is because they really weren't taught that it was Uh, i don't think it's so much that everybody was taught it and gee how come we taught these young people too and but we still believe it but they don't in a lot of cases they weren't really giving that insight. And I wonder whether with Carlo Acutis, it's almost like our Lord talking to the apostles about, you know, or to St. Peter about, well, only my Father in Heaven could have, you know, let you see who I really am in a sense. You know, that's the kind of, of you know, growing up in a family, I'm sure, that emboldened him in his faith. But it's his own pursuit and openness to the Lord that I'm sure allowed him to be enlightened as he was. Yeah, I mean, it, it's he he gave he said he was going to give his mother signs, and I know she's. Uh, I mean, she attributes to his intercession the fact that at the age of forty-four, she gave birth to twins, mm-hmm. <laughs> born four years to the day after his death. Well, so, that's uh, that sounds like a sign to me. Yeah, that's right. No, it's. I mean, these are, these stories need to be told, and that's uh, I think one of the the great. Uh, great benefits of EWTN is that you're able to tell these stories in uh, high-quality television production, which people really do expect. Uh, They expect more today than they did 25, 30 years ago. Absolutely. And in fact, we just did a series of spots that we're just polishing off, uh, getting them refined and ready to air that uh, Father Wade did on defending the Eucharist. It's uh, an individual series of spots where he talks specifically about the real presence and the backing behind that, etc., because we all know that that is essential to the Catholic faith. And, And if one can connect to the idea of the real presence and get your arms around that. The rest of the faith 
in a, in a sense, comes natural to you. Yes, that's true. Doug, thank you so much. Good talking with you. Great to Always. hear about this uh, this week of honor uh, to Carlo, and uh, we'll keep people aware of it. Thanks. Thanks, Al. Doug Keck, President and Chief Operating Officer at EWTN. Again, uh, we will have all the programs that are oriented to the life of Blessed Carlo Acutis uh, listed on the website. 